Hi everyone! Editing Faith here to correct an error that you'll hear in this episode. We say that Hanare Dango Returns came out in 2008, but it actually came out in 2007. Sorry about that. Now, please enjoy the show. Here on Accidental Kiss, we try our best to do this. Analyze Asian dramas and not relive the trauma. Now that you know what's in store, just sit back and tune in more. Please enjoy our podcast, Accidental Kiss. Welcome to Accidental Kiss. On this podcast, we analyze the representation, or lack thereof, in Asian dramas from the perspective of drama fans. I'm Watanya, I'm Lao slash Laoshin, whichever term you prefer, and I basically grew up with Asian dramas. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Faith. I'm a Black U.S. citizen who was maybe a little too obsessed with Asian dramas in her college days, but now wants to rekindle her love for them through this podcast. In this part, we're going to continue discussing the representation in Hanayori Dango Returns. We will be talking about class, race, sexuality, disability, and mental health. Before we move on, we will be discussing the entirety of many characters. So, spoilers ahead. Also, we will be discussing emotional abuse, parental neglect, bullying, manipulation, attempted sexual assault, fake suicide an actual attempted suicide in this part. So if you're sensitive to these issues, which is more than understandable, do prioritize your mental health and overall well-being. We will start with the representation of class. So like as a disclaimer that I'm just going to put here, the plot changes so often that it gets confusing to define what is what. Um, The messages about class in the series are like I said, confusing, quite mixed. And uh, if you listen to part one, you will know that I uh, used a phrase, God is on cocaine. <laughs> this is why. Okay. So, for example, one of those very confusing things are that rich people attend fancy parties, speak foreign languages, and have every luxury imaginable, but are apparently not as strong as poor people, um, i.e. squishy. You know, she's tough because she's poor. But... We also see that poor people like Scushi's family are portrayed as incompetent and pretty much not able to survive in the world. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but they, they can barely survive like as, you know, seaweed eating <laughs> people on the seaside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that's her family. That's Scushi's family. But Squishy herself refuses to receive handouts quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote. or quote unquote handouts, what she considers as except handouts. Except for when she does. And has so. to work except till the point. Except for when she does. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> you go on. You go on. Oh, you mean well, the apartment? Yeah, well, I mean, so it's like there's the apartment. There's also like, you know, she's gotten money from, you know, she's gone on trips with, you know, a four and Tsukasa. She's, you know been given things by them like that i'm sure she thinks oh yeah the beginning of the series is um her like flying to new york for free yeah right? and i mean i mean i guess it's not a handout because they want it fair and square right so i guess it's not a handout i guess 
I guess that's not a handout with Tanya. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I just. It's okay. It's okay. I was just like, huh, like remembering all that happened. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, she most of the time she has to work until uh, the point of overexhaustion. Also, corporations and their existences are never really challenged in this world. You know, in fact, wealthy corporations, according to this drama. Wealthy, wealthy <laughs> corporations need to stay wealthy and empowered to support the economy. So I remember when the Dolmuji group was like facing financial, I guess, ruin. I don't even know if it was really ruin. It was probably just like they wouldn't be as rich. But I don't know. But apparently like it was going to be bad. People were really like nervous because that meant it was going to disrupt the economy, which, you know, is a thing. Definitely a thing. And it is a reality, you know, of our own world. But no one ever kind of no one ever even thinks to like question, like, should corporations have this much power to affect every single person's livelihood and well-being? Like, like, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe we should not let them be that powerful. But no, no, no one questions that. They worked hard to earn their money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sure. Of course. Of course. Um, Yeah. All of them worked really hard. Didn't exploit or use people at all. Okay. And <laughs> and then and then in addition to that, um, Skushi and Sukasa's relationship actually affects Yuki's family's financial situation since the Dolmuji group wasn't able to merge with the Okawahara group due to, you know, Sukasa choosing Skushi over Shigeru. And so because of that, like I guess one of Yuki's, I guess his her father's jobs, I guess, was under the Dolmuji group because it's a huge group and it like owns a lot of different companies and stuff. And so I'm sure some place he was working at was under them. And because they were affected by that, they his his financial situation is also going to be affected by it. And so, yeah, I guess ruin your friends, family, financial situation for love, <laughs> for hormones. <laughs> yes. But yeah, but at the same time, like a CEO of like a small business, I, I think it's IT, uh, attempts to commit mm. suicide because he can't find investors mm-hmm. for his mm-hmm. product. Um, thankfully, uh, Tsukushi um, finds him at the most like you know convenient. Oh yes, or crucial <laughs> yes, time. yes. Yeah, it's drama land. Everything's crucial. Oh yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Tsukushi convinces him to live on by I'm really not sure what she did but it it, it, it was like bragging <laughs> I remember this very very well because I, I just watched it so recently like I watched it like last <laughs> month so like I remember or this month that maybe I don't know last month this month I don't know I watched it very recently and so I remember her like talking to him and being like well my family like you think you have it hard well my family is the poorest family in Japan and it was like she was oh bragging about God, it and it's I was... the pain Olympics <laughs> My pain is worse than yours. Uh, but yeah, apparently that saved him. <laughs> he felt bad for her. He was like, well, she's got it worse than me, so I guess I should live. Like, it's like, well, at least I don't, not her. Children like, in guess. Africa don't have food. So I guess I should live then? I, I, I don't I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it, it's, a, it's a weird logic. Mm. Uh, well, at least he didn't commit suicide. That's all I can say. And I'm glad he didn't. Me too. I'm glad he didn't traumatize a, a, a high school girl. <laughs> oh god, her life. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and uh Tama. So what I also found interesting and kind of like 
I wouldn't say contradictory, but I found it kind of interesting um, is that even though, of course, you know, the rich are, you know, the, the powerful ones and their servants are, you know, usually the less powerful ones, the people who were being controlled by the rich, right? But in terms of, like, when it comes to some servants, though, um, like Tama, who has lived with the family for generations, she has more say in the Domuji household than even Kaede, who's, like, the head right now, right? Well, pretty much. I mean, we never see the father, so we just assume. <laughs> and so sometimes even the help, you know, quote-unquote, can have even more actual power like an influence than their bosses so that is that is possible sometimes the power dynamics are not so cut and dry so that was interesting and speaking of other servants who have more influence than they let on nishida is a great ally for um skushi and sukasa and he has a bit more leverage than you would expect him being, you know, the personal assistant to Kaede. He's able to get a lot of things done. He's able to do things even behind her back, you know, without her knowing sometimes. So he has influence and he does have some power, even though he is a pretty much well, reminds a servant. reminds me a bit of, um, you know, Ito on class, um, mm. the, uh, the second female lead. Like, she, uh, she was working for, like, the slime. <laughs> oh yes, I yes, yes, yes. The literal him. slime. I just call him slime. Literal slime. <laughs> I think, I, I, I know the family name, I think, was, like, Zhang. what? Zhang? Zhang? Zhang or something? Yeah, maybe maybe Chairman Zhang. Yeah, because um, I remember hearing, um, not hearing, because uh, I was listening, and um, the, the company name is Changka, so it's, mm. like, Chang, right? Zhang or Chang. Like, yeah, something, something like that. Zhang, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, the, the second female lead had quite a bit of power, even though she was just like um, a secretary there, I believe. Mm. Yeah, she did have a lot of influence and power. Yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that is interesting how the power dynamics can be very different depending on, like, like it's not necessarily like boss is always mm. on top, you know. But yeah, this is, uh, sorry for the sidetrack, um, back to the thing we were talking about, like, I feel like the um the class dynamic in the series specifically is all like plot convenient stuff. Of course. <laughs> but like there's one thing that never ever changes. That's like the narrative will not allow Tsukushi and Tsukasa to live a life without his enormous wealth. Like the whole point of the show ends up being like Tsukushi getting with Skasa with the rich guy and change him for the better. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. Like, it's like no matter what kind of message you want to get from this show, what kind of like, you know, cookie cutter, like money isn't everything or like poor people are resilient and like, you know, Squishy is really tough and strong so she can survive no matter what. Whatever message you take, the point, the, the, the thing is, in the end, she will end up with the really rich guy and end up like falling right into the same capitalism, you know, trap that all the rest of us do and just get a whole bunch of money and live a life of luxury for the rest of her life pretty much. So she's <laughs> like, it's like, like the, the story wasn't going to go any other way. Like it doesn't matter how much they talk about, they talk a nice, you know, talk a good game, but like, it's all about her getting this fortune. And so I remember actually what I found interesting in this version is actually there is a point where um, Sukasa even says like he's willing to give up 
his fortune. Like, I remember he, which is weird because this is like right after they have the big, like in the rain scene where she's like, the mother has like told her, okay, if you want like the financial situations, I guess of the people you love to be okay. And you need to break up with Sukasa for like, you know, the 20th time. Um, <laughs> and so she goes to the raid and she's like, she's like, okay, I'm going to leave your house that I was staying in. Cause I had nowhere else to live. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to leave, I'm going to finally leave now. And so, you know, she lies to him and says she's never loved him or whatever, or like she doesn't really love him, blah, 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 blah. And then literally the next episode, he's over there in the fishing village where she goes to with her parents and is like, hey, I'm fine with leaving my wealth. I just want to be with you and stuff, which is kind of sweet. You know, that as he is riding his like private helicopter. Exactly. (laughs) He hasn't. He obviously hasn't thought this through, but he did at least say he was willing to do it. Now, would he actually survive and actually be able to continue it for the rest of his life? I, I don't it. know. <laughs> Probably not. But still, he made the gesture, and that is more than like the show will let him, <laughs> let him do. And it's like I actually would have liked that. I actually want to see a version where they end up living in you know pretty much poverty together. But they have their love. I want to see that version. I want to see that version Ooh, because I'm just like, off. you know, yes, I would love to see that version where he's like, you know what? I'm going to give up all my wealth because I just want to be with you. And, you know, my mom is like, you know, we can't be together because I'm the successor to the Domuji or whatever group. Then I'll just leave it. And she can just not have anyone to see. <laughs> I guess she'll have to find someone else, like find a cousin or someone. But like, you know, I just won't be mm-hmm. it. And we go live in poverty and obscurity and just be in love or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that story. Where's that story at? But they're not going to do that story because, you know, like you said, the whole point is for her to get the fortune. And so the story just, yeah, they're, they're not going to allow it. They're just not going to allow it. It can't happen. No, no. <laughs> and speaking of things that cannot happen, uh, Sassy, <laughs> uh, let's look at the representation of race. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll start with the uh uh least offensive group, I guess. <laughs> I guess um yeah, let's go with that. Um so, we'll start with white people. So, as usual, pretty much anyone who's not Japanese is going to be a background character that's pretty much guaranteed in most of these shows, which, you know, not always bad, but sometimes they're put into very set categories. Mm-hmm. Of people and it, it just kind of gets cliche and tiresome and you know be nice if they change it up a little bit but anyway so the white people in Hanare Dango 2 are background people in New York City of course you gotta have some people I mean it's America there's some white people so yeah there's white people <laughs> and there's black people there's different types of people but yeah mostly white people also we see a lot of white people at the fancy parties of course because you know white equals wealth so they want to show how wealthy they are by having a bunch of white people surrounding them and then white people are also in the background of some of the fancy restaurants, like apparently, you know, they're just, you know, I guess white people, wherever you find something fancy or rich, white people will be there. And then also the Domuji family drivers and bodyguards and other servants, like some of them are white, especially like in New York, you know, because it's America. So like they're just some of them just happen to be white. And then there's like a school teacher who was white. Like the, I guess one teacher they decided to show. I don't remember who. But <laughs> I remember, think there was a school. Yeah. I remember there was a teacher. I don't know what they taught, because it's so rare. It's so rare to actually see a teacher yeah, in these schools. Um, that's probably English. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, 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 that's what it, you think. That's what you would think. So probably, but like there was one white teacher. And so the white person got to be the teacher. And also, as we mentioned before, Sakurako's boyfriend was also white, Australian. You know, that's cool. I guess it's cool to be white. So she had to bring him and be like, look at my cool white boyfriend. <laughs> Also, actually, this is really interesting that I saw that I noticed when I like rewatched it for like, you know, the seventh time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Scooshy, when she has like, you know, when she's like stuck out in the snow because like, you know, Umi tried to kill her um, and she's like, you know, just laying in the snow because, you know, she's freezing outside um, and she's starting to get hyperthermia and like she's like dying and she's, you know, just like s- about to fall asleep. Right. Because she's like in the snow and she's cold and like, you know, whatever. And she has this dream where she like dreams of all the stuff she wants to do in the future because, you know, she feels like she's about to die because she would have had Scasa not saved her. And so she thinks about she has a dream about being a lawyer. And then one of the other dreams she has is getting married. And the priest in her in her marriage dream is a white guy. So that's just like, I guess, the standard for Japanese people. They just assume like their priests at their Western style wedding will be a white guy. So so I guess it's just the default because like it was just in her dream which I found very interesting. And then last, there are some white people like on the streets, apparently in Tokyo, which actually I was surprised. I assumed it would be America, but no, this is when um, Domi's in Tokyo and they do show some white and black people huh. on the street for him to beat up, you know, to beat the shit out of. They're there. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's the, um, is, is that the fashion in Japan line thing? Oh, yeah, that's in your section. Like I put the actual quote. But, oh, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. That's for you. That's for you. you get well, that quote since, now. since we're here and we're talking about black people, let's talk about black people. <laughs> Faith, I don't know why you had me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. I will chime in a lot. Okay. So don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> so the representation of black people um, is very interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, first, uh, the very first black person um, we kind of get to see, well, like, uh, on the streets of New York, of course, there were some, Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, people in the background who are, like, white, Mm -hmm. black, all kinds of ethnicities. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. the first person that was, like, on screen and, like, the screen kind of focused on them (laughs) was Mm -hmm. uh, the thief that, like... (laughs) Like took um Squishy's backpack and like it was mm-hmm. it was interesting because instead of just grabbing the backpack and just leaving, no, he he had to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to be fair, I think he did bump into someone, so that's why, but still, like he did not just a turn. He did like a full 180. Like he was like he went all the way back around just so she could see that bag in slow-mo, like okay and go back (laughs) yeah and um worst thief ever (laughs) as a result of that um she meets um the basketball gang (laughs) my favorite gang this is my favorite this is my favorite like you know non-asian cameo in an asian drama ever like this is my favorite like nothing can top this like nothing nothing You from Japan or something? <laughs> but yeah, um, the basketball gang. Um, we call him that because um, <laughs> it's four black guys, and <laughs> they uh, they approach Tsukushi and um, 
she tries to talk to them and they're like, you're from Japan or something? Which is uh, <laughs> Faith's favorite line of all time. I love that line. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> love that line so much. And then they... It's got so many layers. And then it's they got so assaulted her with a basketball that they just randomly yes. had. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean... Oh, go on. I'm sorry. I just think it's hilarious because like... Okay. Okay. No, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish the whole thing and then I'll come back. And go over it because there's just so much. I'm <laughs> I'm just gonna it. mention that um, <laughs> my reaction to this was um, can be. We actually can, have can, we can have uh, we have as, recorded <laughs> we have recorded footage of this. Yes, yes, it can be described <laughs> as horrified. And <laughs> um, so when I watched it, I was horrified. And um, I sent Faith uh, a voice message because we have I, audio. I, we have audio proof. My, <laughs> my hands were shaking too much to text, <laughs> and we have the audio. <laughs> and um, yeah, may- maybe we'll post it. Maybe we yeah. will actually put it in this episode. Yeah, maybe. Or we'll. Or we could put it in a separate thing on social media. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and um, like there were. They were kind of like making these um people to be like really bad, scary, like you know gangsta. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, when Rui came to save um Squishy, they didn't. They couldn't tell the difference between a water gun and a real gun, <laughs> even though the water gun like has a has like a, a an orange part. Like yeah, it had like an orange circle. Yeah, where the, where the bullet should go out of, like all where the bullet should come from. The, oh the part that they would see, the part that they would see, had an orange circle. <laughs> and these these gangsters couldn't tell. So that's like that's the thing. Like this is what I love and hate about this scene. Like, like I, I absolutely this is a love hate relationship. Like I totally hate this scene, but also really love it because it's like so many layers of like racism, ignorance. And, like, this is exactly what Japanese people think New York is like. Like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know this is what they think it's like. It's like you think the, the general Japanese population is like, yes, okay, New York, America is dangerous and they have guns. But we can't have them be in real danger because, like, we can't have them have real guns because, you know, it's Japan and we don't do that. And so <laughs> instead what they decide to do is, like, we're going to have these gangsters, but they're not going to have an actual gun because we don't want an actual gun fight. But we've got to make them intimidating. So it's like, okay, we'll get these big black guys and we'll give them a basketball. Black people do basketball, right? <laughs> they play basketball. <laughs> and so we'll give them a basketball. And it's oh like, they'll throw God. the basketball at her. It's like, it's like, okay. And then, of course, they try to mug her too. So they're trying to take her money and stuff too. Because, you know, that's all, you know, from the thief in the beginning, all we see is black people. They like to they like to steal, right? Um, and so it's it's terrifying, but it's like not too terrifying because if it's too terrifying, then her and Rui would have actually died. Because if they had real guns, he, they would have known his fake gun was fake, which they should have known anyway. But um, <laughs> and they would have shot him because he would have shot, and nothing would have came out, and they would have shot, and he would have been dead. Um, <laughs> and so they make him just just safe enough that like there's no real threat. But at the same time, like, to their livelihoods, no real threat to their livelihoods, but at the same time, it's like, oh, but they're so scary, and they steal, and they're black, and they have a basketball, oh <laughs> and they're speaking in some weird, like, gang-like language, like, slang that oh I don't understand, <laughs> and, like, you know, it's just, uh, there's just so many layers to it, like, it's just so much that, like, I, I can never not remember the scene, I can never 
ever forget it. Like, like it just, it just, it's just, it's stuck in my mind. I love this series. I really do, you know, for the most part. But this scene <laughs> is just like bad on so many levels. And it's like, there should have been so many conversations that happened before this crap was released. <laughs> but they did not happen, of course, because they were just like, well, this is America. There's black people, they steal, they steal. And it's like, okay, yeah, there are black people who steal, especially in New York. I mean, almost not, a lot of people steal in New York. Yes, that, that is, that's very true. But. When that's like the only black people in your show, really, for the most part, the only people with like lines, really, mm. it's not the best representation yeah. and, of black people. And speaking people. of lines, like um, <laughs> from from listening to you talk about it, uh, one thing kind of popped into my mind. So um, mm. before you know this whole thing, um, Squishy talks to like a white guy, right? Yes. The script was very weird. <laughs> oh yeah, that white guy. I forgot to mention him. He was yes, my, the, he was the I am bus uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> the so, guy who gestured everything he said. Yeah, <laughs> like you. It was like he was teaching. Yeah, like, he gestured everything English. he said, and he he spoke in a very deliberate way. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't say it was articulate. It felt like really. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. It's not that it wasn't articulate. Like it, it was like so deliberate that it mm-hmm. it feels weird yeah, listening. It was to uncomfortable. It. it was very. It was very like if you actually know English, it's really weird. Like it's really. It's like why would you talk like this? Yeah. Like what is wrong with you? Like it's like. It's, are you okay, sir? Like yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 like it's like he's Google Translate. <laughs> and um, yes. compare that to um the uh the lines of the basketball gang the mm-hmm. basketball gang were i mean they they had a very they had one strange line that was yeah, like you're from japan yes. or something yeah, but yes, but yes. everything else i maybe it was ad-libbed but it, it i it, i feel like it was it felt kind of yeah. i don't know i don't know if you if these actors are listening if any of you actors <laughs> extra actors <laughs> from hot air dog are listening and want to you know let us know chime in let us know we'd love to know yeah it, yeah <laughs> did you ad lib those <laughs> yeah because it, it it sounded like it sounded natural it sounded yeah it was definitely way more natural than that white guy like way, yeah. like, way more i mean don't wrong, it was still kind of weird because the slang the, the slang that they used was very outdated and very mm-hmm. like you know, this is probably what, like, actually, I feel like in, in the U.S. is what white Americans think black people talk like. I, that, that's what it sounded mm. like. It was very much, like, outdated slang. Mm. This is what we think slang. I mean, no, 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 it was slang. And, like, at some point in the, you know, in time, this was probably kind of, like, the hip slang or whatever. But but the slang they used, that they were, like, trying to get down, trying to do this, like, like, this kind of stuff is, like, yeah, people say it, but it's, like, it was very much, like, this is what, you know other people mm. think we say now but it's like you know it's very much catered yes. to like a non-black audience yeah. um mm. it's like yeah it's like it's not like wrong per se but it is like but we can tell like okay it's yeah. weird <laughs> like the way he's talking is kind of strange i mean the the series that came out did come out in um 2008 yeah but it was outdated then too it was already outdated Mm, it was already outdated like because it's like you trying you like you trying to get down to something like (laughs) just the way he talked was weird (laughs) like what he said was just weird like the words he used were very strange and like i'm not saying people don't use those words because he seemed like he was kind of older anyway so maybe he uses those words but like Mm. for a younger audience in 2008 
those were kind of outdated there was those were definitely mm-hmm. outdated slang words and like but the thing is it's japan so they don't know like you know you can say whatever you want right um yeah. it was yeah it was just weird and very uncomfortable but i do feel like it was more natural way more natural than the white guy definitely then, yeah than oh the white yeah guy. way more way more <laughs> yeah, way more <laughs> natural yeah just just wanted to add that that's like, true side note. that's true that's true that's um, a good point and um and uh i i don't know if like we should celebrate if we should be happy about this but um so there is actually a black teacher oh um, yeah 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 that's true that's yeah true. there is actually a black teacher um but he he teaches shigeru personally mm-hmm. to make chocolate yeah <laughs> He's a chocolate chef, okay? I'm going to take what I can get with Tanya. I'm going to take what I can get. This is a drama that came out in 2008. I will take what I can get. Look, it's a black guy who is a chocolate chef. I mean, come on. Like, usually they'd be like, he'd be a, a butler or like a servant or like a, 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 like a, I don't know, what, a bouncer or something. He, like, come on. Yeah, they let him be a chef. We had a thief and four muggers. I know. Come on. <laughs> We we needed this, Watanya. The black community needed this. Okay, <laughs> we really okay, needed. This. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and we we also have um street thugs. Um, <laughs> look at look at this collection. <laughs> see, the chef is very important. A very important role, Watanya. Even though we barely see him, he's literally like in a, like a flash a second, and then we're and he says I think he says like maybe one thing, and then like. We totally ignore him after that, but <laughs> I barely remember. I think he had a line. I think I really actually don't know, but I think he did. Maybe I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> we're, we're just gonna pretend he did. Yes, yes. For my rep- for my sake, for yes. for all the black community <laughs> everywhere, all black communities everywhere. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, back to the street thugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tsukasa, because you know it's Tsukasa, he goes around um, fighting like people, yeah. and um, he met, he met some street thugs, uh, which was two black guys and a white guy, and um, <laughs> I believe I guess they put the white guy lines, in there. To be fair, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I believe these lines were um, spoken by these thugs and not people on the street, which is mm-hmm. like. Stopped fashion in Japan looks like Lionel Richie. <laughs> in reference to his hair. Oh, no. the, like the curly hair. The curly hair. It was the curly. It was, a, it was the perm. The perm. Oh, my God. I mean, don't be wrong. They're not wrong. I mean, it does look an 80s, like, kind of perm. Mm. Like, it does have that 80s feel. I, I, I get it. It's, 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 it's a fair comment. I, I get it. I think someone would say this. I do think a random black guy on the street might say this. It is possible. But, mm. but... And, okay, like I said before, I will give them props for allowing non-Japanese people to be on the streets in Japan. <laughs> for allowing us to exist. I think Woo! that's that's, that's, a, that's progress for a Japanese drama. Like, Hashtag is, diversity. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, they were just there to get, like, you know, beat the, you know, beat, have the, 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 the shit beaten out of them. But they were there. They were there. They were there. Yes. Yes, Faith, we exist in Japan. And we get beat the shit out of all the time. <laughs> yes, we can have our ass kicked by a rich kid. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love this this positive representation. Uh, yeah, um, apart from that, you know, uh, there, there were, like, a few um, black along with, like, white and, like, other uh, 
undefined ethnicities on the screen. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds weird to say like undefined, undefined. ethnicities, but uh, like as in like we see them in the background, so we don't know their. Ethnicity. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Like, I mean, it could be many things, you know. Sometimes, yeah, like it's it's this kind of represent representation, quote quote, um, that kind of makes me wonder is it sometimes good to just not have representation? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, is, was this representation actually more harmful than <laughs> it was worth? I think the answer is yes. I, <laughs> I say yes. Except for the chef. The chef's okay. Chef's all right. <laughs> yes. Uh, he just had to be a chocolate chef. Yes. <laughs> horrible when you just say it like that okay all right all right moving on for some reason yeah i gave you the the black people section and now i'm getting the other asians yeah <laughs> no I'm, I'm, I'm fine i'm fine with doing it it's just like i i thought you oh i did i did to... but i think i just yeah. changed around i don't know why i did that honestly but it, it's fine i got to say <laughs> what i wanted to say so it doesn't matter okay yeah we're still interacting yes. in either yes. way so the other asians actually in this version we do get another Asian. I mean, he's still Japanese, but he's <laughs> but he's Japanese American. So he's a little different from like, you know, the typical <laughs> Japanese person that lives in Japan and was born and raised in Japan, you know? It, it is a bit different. A little bit, you know? Banzai? Yes, yes, yes. So he's Hin <laughs> Banzai Uchida. So I call him that because like before he like committed suicide, apparently he fake committed suicide he apparently went bonsai like, he just went bonsai. Oh my God. i don't know why but he went bonsai and then he committed suicide i i know it's a thing that like you know in japan it's like hooray or like or like yeah like you know like you're celebrating something but like but he's japanese american and also he was committing suicide so it's weird <laughs> it was weird but i guess it was just like a very like distinct visual for the flashbacks you know for domi for um Tsukasa's flashbacks to be to see this guy going Banzai! okay and now i'm dead I'm like it's like oh god <laughs> i don't know but Jesus. he said bonsai a lot and also he i looked up the actor the actor himself is actually not american he actually was born and raised here but i guess it's good at least they had a they acknowledge that japanese americans exist and that's pretty good yes they acknowledge that um, dual citizenship is uh, a thing. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Tanya at his age? Is it a thing? <laughs> uh, they allowed it for 20 okay. years. But I'm sure he's older than that. No, I'm sure that actor is definitely older than that. I know. Than I'm, that. I'm sure he is. But but when Ken was mm -hmm. a kid, he had dual yes. citizenship for 20 yes. years. And then he... That is all that matters. And then he probably... Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't want to reveal the secrets. I don't want to reveal the trade, the trade secrets, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how, yeah, some some people were... Like, the existence of a group of people was acknowledged, yes. but not another group. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And, I mean, he was... Even though he was just there to do the fake suicide for the most part he did have a relationship with the male lead so i guess that's good that yeah it's ish, a good ish yeah. representation kind of yeah let, 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 let's get yeah, it yeah. i mean i don't know do you have any other <laughs> i don't know i mean i mean i don't know i don't know i feel like 
you know, do you think there's anything they could have done better with his representation? I don't know. No, I mean, I don't know. if if you want to add something, and uh, I I wouldn't say this is grasping at straws, mm-hmm. only kind of. Mm-hmm. But um, Shigeru, mm-hmm. uh, I would say she is Kikoku Shicho. Ah, that's true, because she was in the U.S., right? Yeah, she uh, she at least spent quite a bit of time in the u.s yeah i think her family's business also is like i guess centered in the u.s or something like that like they were talking about Uh they're really you know big in the u.s so yeah yeah that's true so yeah well there you go some more representation yeah and um for those who don't know kikoku shicho means um a japanese person that is uh uh doesn't really matter where they were born but like they're uh raised in like a country outside of japan mm-hmm. and uh they returned to japan yeah. so basically like um returns yeah 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 that's true that's a good point i never thought about that because no one ever mentions it and i didn't even think about it but yeah you're right she probably kind of is yeah. maybe maybe i don't know it, it's yeah I, at least culture yeah yeah sort of kind of mm. hey everyone editing faith popping in again to add some other asian representation that we forgot to mention as we said in our Haniorgi Dango 1 episode, Abe Tsuyoshi, the actor who plays the character Akira, is actually Chinese-Japanese. He was born in China and can speak both Mandarin and Japanese fluently. Haniorgi Dango was his first Japanese drama. Okay, all right. And of course, as per usual, there is no indigenous representation in this show. As... Speaking of no representation... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, okay. We, we're we're gonna move on uh, to sexuality and homo slash transphobia. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we won't have to discuss the latter. Yes. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> well, if it doesn't exist, Tanya, then you don't have to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no homosexual Ooh. people, there can't be ah, any homophobia. <laughs> yeah. Um. And um. We we wouldn't. Originally, we weren't gonna like discuss this, but um, because of your eagle eye, Faith, um, yes. we're grasping at straws here. Yes. Uh, but uh, Faith was rewatching the series, and she noticed. <laughs> <laughs> she noticed that Squishy wears the Rocky Horror Picture Show shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, um, I guess trans, trans. LGBTQ queer. queer representation, yeah. Queer acknowledgement. Queer. Yes, that's the representation. That's all we got. That's all we got. That's, that's, all we got. that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So yeah. So the uh, uh, sexuality um, section was pretty lacking, but we've got a lot to talk about in the disability and mental health section. Oh, oh, yeah. You can. Yes. Before we move on to the rest of the representation in this episode, we would like to take this time to thank all of you for listening to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you enjoy our show, please consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app. It will really help our podcast reach a wider audience. And we would also just love to hear your thoughts on our podcast. It will help us know what we're doing well and what we could improve. And also, it'll make us feel less like speaking into the void. So leave us a review today on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ask 
accidental kiss. Now, back to the podcast. So let's start off with the physical disabilities. So in this season, we actually do get one person who has a physical disability, though it is not permanent. Umi, when we first meet her in the hospital, she has a crutch. She seems to have injured her leg or something, I think. Maybe. I'm not sure. It, it's it's not very clear. But I, I'm assuming she injured a leg. But then, but then she is seen without it, like, the next day. So it seems like... <laughs> It seems like she recovered pretty quickly, or maybe she had been in the hospital for a long time, and now she's just recovered. I don't know, but she she recovered pretty much as soon as the plot was in her area. Like it was like it was like, oh, you're in this, you're you're important to the story now. Okay, oh my disability. God. God. <laughs> uh, this is this like kind of shows it, it speaks volumes about how like people with disabilities are treated. Yeah, because the thing is, it's like, it would have been cool to have, like, a, I guess, I mean, you're right, I'm always against the the weird, like, random, let's insert a love rival here to, like, mix up the story and make it more, like, give it a, more attention or whatever. I, I really hate that stuff. But it would have been cool to have an actually, like, you know, disabled, like, love interest, like someone who was, like, you know, a love rival and actually had a chance. And yeah, had a disability. That would have been really cool to see because you never. Yeah, see disabled that. people. Uh, and I, I believe we kind of talked about this in the last episode too. Like, disabled mm. people do like ex- experience ro- uh, romantic yes. and sexual yes. feelings. <laughs> they are human beings. <laughs> yeah, they are human beings. I mean, like, some people might not um experience romantic or sexual feelings. But, like, everyone is still human. Mm-hmm. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah, so, like, exactly. Yeah, it would be it would be better if, um, like, we, uh, well, not we, but, like, you know, dramas kind of show that. Because yeah. these dramas um, kind of give people the impression that it's, like, uh, like real life-ish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, yeah, um... That's just like. Oh, well, also, sorry, I have another other side that I just thought about right now Mm -hmm. related to this. So it seems like in these shows, the only disability that's acceptable is being deaf, because that way you can still see and you can still be like, I guess, what they consider bangable. But. Oh my God! (laughs) But you can't hear. So, like. You know, it's a disability, right? Right? It's like it's like the most acceptable disability they'll allow because they don't want it to be too like physical to where like you can't use like an arm or a leg or something. But because you know that doesn't look as I guess sexy or whatever. But you can not hear, and that's fine because then they help you or whatever. Because that, that's what I've noticed. Like I've noticed like if there is a love interest that has a disability, like you know, I mean, I know this sounds really horrible because it is, but like <laughs> because it is, you know this is what I've noticed. I am. This is is what I've noticed from, like, just, you know, watching a lot of TV and a lot of shows is that if they do have a love interest who has a disability, if it's a like if it's going to be, I guess, a physical one, it's going to be something that you can't see. Like, it's going to be like, oh, they're deaf or they're mute, you know, or something like that. Like, they they can't have like a physical, like, like a very obviously physical disability. Like, it can't be like, oh, they can't walk or something like that. Like that. That's usually off the table. Usually in most of these shows 
Not all of them. Of course, there are a few, but like very rare. Usually if they're going to have a disability, it's got to be something like that's what I've noticed. They're, they're, they're like either um, actually one of the dramas I told you about that we, we're going to have to talk on this podcast about one day. Um, okay. Smile, the one that's about the like. Oh, my God. Matsumoto Jun. Actually, Matsumoto the actor, the actor from this show, actually, who's the male lead in this show, playing a half Filipino, half Japanese character, even though he's not. Filipino in any way. I, I saw um, the first five minutes of the first episode and I was like, oh no. And I think oh, the no. love interest, I remember the love interest in that one is mute, I think. She's mute. Okay. And so she's able to be mute and that's fine because, you know, she still looks, you know, quote unquote oh normal, God. I guess you could say, right? Like I mean, that's just what I've noticed. Like, I just observation. Mm, a very sad realization. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, uh, just just a very tiny side note to that side note. Um, <laughs> <laughs> side note, side note, side note. Yes, yes. Yeah, because uh, I can't remember who told me, but um, maybe referring to uh, people like that love interest, um, it might be better to say, like, is unable to produce, like, uh. Uh, v- verbal sounds or something, but... I mm-hmm. can't remember. I, I should ah, um, I update the way yeah. I speak. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. I didn't know, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, no for worries. Sharing um, that. Yeah, we we yeah. gotta like always be yes, growing, yes, right? Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. and if any, and if you listeners know the correct terminology, I mean, we'll look it up and try to find out. But like you know, yeah. definitely let us know because mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah, because we're trying to do when, better. Because when we learn. Because we are both millennials. I'm a very, very young millennial. I'm like yes, on the border. Yes, yes. But we're both millennials. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like the terms we learned, uh, when we learned them, they mm-hmm. were normal. Quote unquote mm-hmm. normal. Yes. But yes. Um, right now, it's uh, some of them are considered um, offensive mm-hmm. or uh, inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So we would want to like update our vocabulary. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Please. Yeah. yeah. Just like we had last time, our last episode about the R word, you know, that used yes. to be some... <laughs> I wouldn't say acceptable, but it used to be much more common than it is now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Like, please let us know what to say, what we can say. I will definitely, like, change the way I speak from now on because I, you know, I don't want to be offensive to people from that community. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people confuse this with, like, you know, political correctness. I think it's mm-hmm. more about respect. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Like, yeah. I... Someone tells me I don't want to be called this. I want to be called that. I'm just gonna call them that. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Like it's not. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. I'm not those people. You know. I'm. It's not my. You know. It's not. I don't have a say in that. Right. But yeah. Just mm. just a very long side note on side yes, note yes, on side yes, note. Yes. yes. <laughs> thank you. No, but thank you for talking for that. That is very important. So thank you. Thank you for uh, listening and for being like um having this conversation with me, even though we are recording for for an episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, moving on to developmental disorders. So this is something that was kind of brought up after we um, published episode one of our podcast, which is about Rui's potential autism spectrum disorder. So there are, I would say, attempts at portrayal. For example, um, he sits pretty far away from people. He is always leaning on a railing or a wall. Uh, there is some light stimming from time to time. If you don't know what stimming is, it's kind of like an uncontrollable uh, movement that uh, 
movement that sometimes uh, people with ASD do um, as a response to stimulation. And uh, Rui's special interest is uh, violin, even though we this never happened in um, season one. We only see this in season two. So we think it's an attempt. But, but at the same time, he is quite manipulative and like doesn't seem to bother eye contact. And don't get me wrong here. People with ASD, some people are fine with eye contact and some people mask. But like Rui doesn't show it if he's if he's masking he's masking really well <laughs> like you know he gets up in people's faces sometimes like i saw i remember he would just like get all up in squishy's face get really close to her looking right at her like quite a few times yeah but like it it can't be huh kind of hard to refer to it uh the psychology community is still kind of like in the air about what to call it but what was previously known as asperger's syndrome is also a possibility but the manipulation is, I would say, not a typical trait of people with uh, what was referred to as Asperger's syndrome. But like, we neither of us are licensed therapists or anything yes, like yes, that. Yes, we yes. can only speculate. <laughs> yes. And yes. like gather research, like mostly online from um, people, uh, mm-hmm. both um, autistic and mm-hmm. neurotypical who like kind of uh, speculate about it and like also the manga kind of um talked about mm-hmm. it a yeah, bit but a in a very weird it. way yeah I, I think it was uh the quote was something like yeah when he had that accident he turned autistic and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, from what i know of autism spectrum disorder i don't think that's how it works i mean to be fair this came out in the 90 the manga came out in like 1992 or something so i mean i'm sure the language they had back then was like you know i mean i remember when people were like oh you choose to be gay like that was a thing remember i remember that i remember when people were like oh you you have to choose it or something like you know like people had very different Mm -hmm. ideas back in the day so i will give it a little bit of slack for that i mean it's still really funny and like just kind of ridiculous but i will give it a little bit a little bit of slack because it it came out of the 90s Mm. um yeah i I get that but like for the very same reason like we we can only speculate because like Mm -hmm. um like they didn't explicitly acknowledge it even in season two no no like they attempted to show it but they still didn't explicitly acknowledge it Mm -hmm. And yeah. I stand by what I said in season one, which is there is no acknowledged neuro like divergency. No, mm-hmm. wait, no, that sounds weird. Oh, also, there's something else I, j- I just thought of. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Actually, there's two things. So the violin is a part of like the manga and just his character in general. So I don't know if that's like them trying to show he's autistic or if that's just like, well, this character plays violin, so he needs to play violin. You know, like I think I feel like that was just kind of shoehorned in because like you know that's what he's supposed to, that's his character like his character in general is just supposed to be able to play the violin and play it really well mm. so i i don't know if it has anything to do with that honestly well uh <laughs> many people um many people with asd do have like special interests mm-hmm. like they get uh fixated sounds wrong um they uh have a 
very strong interest in mm. one particular. He does play it a lot in season two. Like it's like he's yeah. every time we see him, he's just like playing it. So it's possible. It's possible that they could be trying to show that. That is very possible. But mm-hmm. I also know that like just in general in the series, that's what his character does. So I don't know. It could be that. It could be not that. It could be both. It could be a little bit of you know they're showing he has special interest, but also his character plays violin, so he needs to play violin. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they didn't play enough in season one, and they were like, "He's playing more. <laughs> he's playing more violin." Um, <laughs> and and also, I wanted to say one more thing. That I wanted to say is that if people like you know who do have these like you know like developmental disorders or like you know are on the spectrum, like if they feel like this represents them and they feel like some kind of joy at seeing someone who is on the spectrum, you know, I think that's great. I think that's great. If they feel seen or represented, I think that's totally fine. If they want to say he's on the spectrum, fine, you know, be my guest. Like, you know, it's, and I I don't want to compare like things Mm -hmm. like this, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) Mm -hmm. it, it feels a little bit, just a little bit, like when we were, when we were grasping at straws about like Squishy wearing the Rocky Horror. <laughs> it's not that bad. It can't be that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. That is bad. Like, <laughs> like really grasping. That is a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving uh, back back to what we are supposed to be talking about. Um, another developmental disorder is some of you. Actually, I'm not going to say that. Some people might not be aware that um, dyslexia is a developmental disorder. Not a bad thing. It's just a thing. So we're going to talk about it, about um, Tsukasa's possible dyslexia. Like, in this season two, he is always mixing up words and sayings in Japanese. And, like, it's still often played for laughs. Mm-hmm. And um going to just um stick a small, not not even a side note, more like a, a post-it that... um that will just tell everyone that when we do F four Thailand, um, we're definitely gonna talk oh. about this. Ooh. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was your idea. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying. I just, you know, ah, wanted to react. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, all right, then let's move on to uh, mental health, which there is a lot of. <laughs> um. So, you know. First of all, we've already talked about a lot of these things, but, you know, for example, the small business CEO who attempts to commit suicide, that's uh, quite a big, big thing to kind of put in a show. And like, you know, I mean, I understand. And like, I know they want to show these things because, you know, these things do happen. I'm, you know, of course, uh, but, but I, I felt the way it was handled was like, maybe not the best way because the thing is the ceo he like has this idea and no one is like you know like what i said before like no one's like really paying attention to it and so he's like okay well i guess i should end my life and luckily you know scushi is there to talk him out of it and he's able to like you know recover because you know she's so poor and he feels you know like I, well at least i'm not as bad as her but like it's like i feel like things like mental health and like you know like suicide is they're kind of just seen as these like it's like okay he he tried to commit suicide but now he has people who are buying his business and so now he's totally fine and we never have to check up on him or talk to him ever again because like you know that was just that one thing and he's never gonna try and attempt again or he's never gonna have any of these feelings again and it's like you know they don't look at the actual like things behind it it's like okay well 
people didn't accept his ideas and I was good suicide. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of a really simple solution for a very complicated issue. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, like just the way it was portrayed was just so like, just like, well, you know, he's got the business now. Everyone likes it and he's, you know, making money. So he's fine and he's totally fine now. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's how you solve mental illness. <laughs> just like, you know, if you have mental health problems, just like get some money and you're cool. And you'll never have any of these problems ever again. Uh, Yay. <laughs> debatable. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Reminds me of that meme uh, where uh, someone was talking to um, like a, de- uh, a person that's going through depression and they were like, how are you so how are you always so sad there's so much to live for mm-hmm. and the person responds how do you have asthma like there's so much air <laughs> oh my god you can't just bring this in here oh my god i'm gonna like die oh god i don't know i'm sorry i love memes I, I need this. Send me this meme. I need it. <laughs> we'll I do. Need it. We'll do. I need. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's amazing. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, like, the thing is, though, like, there's just never any other options. It's always just like, okay, we fix this one problem that is causing this. You know, you don't want to commit suicide, and then it's done. It's never like maybe you should see a therapist. Maybe you should get some help because you know it's very stigmatized here in Japan, even now, still. Um, and so you know, this businessman is not, probably not going to seek therapy even though now he has a lot of money because you know all these businesses are interested in his stuff now right but like he's probably never gonna get therapy he's probably never gonna talk about his issues ever again and it's just i know it's a 2008 drama so i'm I'm asking for too much i guess but like it's just like it would have been nice to have like you know because so many traumatic things happen in the show and no one like has time to really process it they just keep moving on like it's nothing and People are just supposed to just get over it and be tough, right? Well, it's like, well, people have it worse than you. And it's like, that's the worst thing to tell someone who's committed suicide, actually, mm-hmm. like in real life. In real life, when people are really committing suicide, the worst thing you can do is say, oh, well, your situation isn't that bad. My situation is worse. Like, you know, like that's like the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, that does not work. No, no, work. no, it does not. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No. I, I just, I just had to comment on that. I was just like, this is the word. please do not say it. Please, in real life, please do not do that. <laughs> if you're trying to, if you're trying to talk to someone out of committing suicide, please do not make them feel like you know their thing, whatever they're upset about, is not as important or worth it or as bad as your life or whoever's life you're trying to compare them to. Because like, that is not going to work. Please don't do that. <laughs> yes. Next, let's move on to the physical abuse, which is also quite prevalent in this show. I mean, besides Tsukasa, like, just beating the shit out of people on the streets, randos on the street, you know, just because he's angry. He also destroys an entire lunchroom based on his hurt feelings slash rage. So pretty much he indirectly blames Gushi because I guess he was upset because she did something. I don't know. Maybe it was because... Rui kissed her or something. I have no idea. I don't remember. But, like, it was something she did that he was upset about. And so he trashed the lunchroom. Or maybe she didn't return his feelings oh, or something. Jesus. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. I'm sorry. It was just... It, was, it wasn't It was that long ago, but I've already forgotten. But anyway. Like, 
he did something Scooshy did. Probably broke his heart or to him, like, said something that wasn't like, I want to be with you right now. And so he trashed the entire yeah. lunchroom. And, and they just made a new one. <laughs> they got money. They got money, Faith. And he, he threw stuff around. Like, people were there. Like, people were there in the lunchroom while he was doing it. And so, like, there were people who could have gotten really hurt but like you know he's rich he's really super rich so he's like no i aimed for the center no one's supposed to be in the center <laughs> <laughs> pretty much like it was awful it was really really horrifying to watch actually and then of course you know there's not just physical abuse there's also emotional abuse and neglect which we've talked about already quite a bit so yeah Scushi should be suffering from trauma but never does she's been kidnapped several times she's you know had to deal with all this crap like her parents have like pretty much left her to fend for herself she has to like work multiple jobs just to survive you know she's still going to this really elite school where like she has to do her schoolwork and like function as a normal kid but also do all these other things but yeah we never like she you know she's sad sometimes but we never see any like permanent like trauma or like you know anything really like it's like she kind of just like is sad but it's like oh i can be with this guy i like so i'm good (laughs) 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 apparently i think the hormones got to your head (laughs) all it takes is hormones (laughs) hormones solve everything um we should definitely watch um the thai drama that came out a a bit ago but it's called hormones yeah it's it's a very progressive um series yeah Oh, really? Can you oh, believe okay. it, Faith? Yeah, I, mean, uh, I love that name, they, though. They talk yeah. about teenage sex. Oh, my God. Yes. They mention it? Like, with oh, words? Oh, it's they the main sex. plot. Oh, the word sex? Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> God. I gotta see this. I've gotta see this. Okay. Let's just stop everything. I have to see this now. Okay. No, no I'm kidding. But we, we should watch it yes. at some point. Definitely. I, well, I should watch it. Okay. And then also, Kaede did something... Very similar to Tsubaki, we mentioned this before, when she had her first love, who was also a quote-unquote commoner, and so she pretty much put Tsubaki through the same emotional turmoil that she's putting, that she put Skushi and Tsukasa through. So she's just, yeah, she's just a horrible, yeah. horrible mother. And talking um, about <laughs> horrible parents, like, Skushi's parents aren't <laughs> that better. Like, they're, 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 no. they're nice, but they also kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we, we yeah. mentioned oh, this yeah. many, many times, but, like, they left mm-hmm. Squishy and her brother for a fishing village without telling her <laughs> when she was in the hospital. Yeah. They, like I said, <laughs> did not tell her. I mean, yes, they did it to make money, but still, you could at least let your, your unconscious, <laughs> you know, child know when she, get, when she wakes up. Let her know. Hey, at least call her. Hello, you have a phone? <sighs> oh, like, my God. Oh my yeah, no, they they don't do that. They just leave Squishy and Susumu by themselves, and like I, I, like they they were already like very poor <laughs> and very broke. They still yeah. left their children to fend for themselves, and the first thing that happened is they can't afford rent. <laughs> <laughs> when you leave two kids one high schooler one middle schooler <laughs> to fend for themselves no 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 they're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the parents they um they only 
came back for like a, a very short while to like kind of congratulate Susumu for like you know passing mm-hmm. his entrance exam and like I think the, not sure if it's the next day or the very same day when they left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta, gotta go, go back. back. Seaweed's not gonna fish itself. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Barely surviving. And, of course, Kaede, like I said, Sukasa's mother, uses Ken to uh, do the fake suicide, and that traumatizes him, and also she tries to control him through that. So pretty much the reason, the, the main reason why he doesn't talk to Skushi when she goes to visit him in New York is because he doesn't want the Dolmuji group to crumble and more people to lose their jobs and commit suicide like Ken, like he thinks Ken did. And so because of this trauma, he doesn't talk to Skushi anymore <laughs> until he does. Um, and <laughs> But the thing is, he never tells her this. He never communicates this. It's just, well, I'm going to ignore you now until I realize, oh, actually, I still like you. So oh now I'm God. going to stalk you again and be upset that you don't like me, even though I totally ignored you and was emotionally abusive. But, you know, and distant how dare you not want me but you should still love me how exactly how dare you not love me um, and then anyway so kaede yeah doesn't really care about her family at all but only wealth and power so like she cares that her she only cares about her family to the extent that they can make her more wealthy and give her more power so she only cares about her her kids as a way for her to expand her own wealth so she has Tsubaki marry some guy I think who is in I'm not sure what what industry maybe the hotel industry or something some kind of industry so that she could you know expand into that some industry in LA yeah yeah something and so like now she's in that and then she wants Tsukasa to marry Shigeru because they have like her family has like oil some kind of oil they're in the oil oil industry or something some kind of oil yeah and so yeah, and so she wants to expand into that now, and so that's why she wants, and that's going to make give them more money and help them out, because um, they're having some kind of financial problems, apparently. And so she wants to get more money and expand into there, and so she's telling Tsukasa, well, pr- forcing Tsukasa, trying to force Tsukasa to marry Shigeru. Um, so it's pretty much all for herself. She doesn't care what her, for her like kids think. She doesn't care about their feelings. She doesn't care. I mean, honestly, she doesn't even care about their lives, because like I remember um when... Suka, uh, Sukasa hit his head and had to go to the hospital. She didn't even go. She was like, nah, that's what he gets oh, for like disobeying me. I was like, oh my god, like what if he dies? What if he dies? And then even also again, when he's out in the snow trying to save um Scushi, she also doesn't send anyone to go get him. Because oh she's like, well, that's what he, you know, you know, that's what he gets. Pretty much that's what he gets for disobeying me. It's like she's so cold and unfeeling. Like she is literally the worst person uh. in the world. <laughs> so bad she is is horrible (laughs) like she says oh well he can come to me and beg for forgiveness or whatever like he she has so much pride and she's just like she just doesn't care she only wants the kids to do what she wants and if they don't then she doesn't care about them (laughs) anymore and she was i mean she even tried she even tells um uh sukasa because he leaves and goes to the fishing village to see to be with Scushi that he's gonna like disown him but she says oh you're you're disowned now like she literally yeah she literally disowns him um of course when the ceo guy you know the small company ceo comes to her with that like you know ai whatever idea and she knows that that'll make her a lot of money and she finds out that the only reason he knew about her was because he heard that um squishy and 
Tsukasa were getting married or they were engaged or something. And so that's why he came to her. Then she finally is like, okay, I'll approve of Scushi. You guys can get married and you can be my son again and you're yeah, not disinherited. I thought, I thought like, it was a deal. Like the guy was like, if your son marries this girl, yes, I'm going yes, to yes. like have a make a deal with you. If not, then goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So she had it was ultimatum, so she had no choice. She had to approve of Scushi or else she wouldn't get the, you know, money, get his money, pretty much. Get his product that would result in more money and so because she needed it so badly she was like okay yeah fine i'll approve her so it was literally all about money the entire time like there was no other reason it wasn't like her heart was better like she you know it wasn't like they won her over it wasn't like she you know felt some empathy for other people it was literally like okay i have some money this will give me more money if i have to you know let my son marry this commoner to get money okay fine i'll do it i mean it's enough money to make it worth it i guess like it's literally all about money and it's just so sad honestly because it's like she doesn't even care about parents at all but like for me it's like as scooshy though i'm like do you really want to marry into that family? Like, she's going to be a nightmare. She's already been a nightmare this whole time. Do you think she's going to stop just because you're married? <laughs> she's like, going to make oh her God, like, marriage life horrible. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. Like, oh my God. Okay, have fun with that. Yeah, no. I want to do that. But yeah. Another thing that's like kind of like a problematic thing is that like the people in this drama have this mentality of oh i gotta suffer on the inside and maybe hurt the other person because i want to protect them like <laughs> talk to me and i'm going to say the b word here but talk to me bitch <laughs> people just do things like of their own accord without even communicating to the person involved yes yes Yes, so often. It's like if they would have just communicated, it would have been totally only. fine. No, no. They're like, how do you spell communication? Like, with four M's? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty. They're just like, wow, Commun- communication? What's that? And I get it. They're young and naive. But at the same time, it's everybody. It's not just even the kids. Like, the adults yeah. are doing this, too. Everyone is just like, I'm not going to tell my real feelings. I'm not going to say what's really in my mind. I'm going to hide it because that's going to protect them whatever that means and then it ends up blowing up in their face every single time and it's like haven't you learned like just communicate if you're having trauma tell your girlfriend who you claim to love so much hey i saw someone commit suicide that's why i'm like suffering right now you know let her know she had to find (laughs) out from your freaking secretary like oh my god that would be a breakup for me. I'd be like, no, you can't even tell me this. I mean, like, no, you're not. I get it. It's a traumatic experience. It's hard. But you totally distance yourself away from me. Ignore me <laughs> for, like, the first half of the season, you know? <laughs> like, barely talk to me. Then it's all of a sudden, like, oh, we should be together. And I love you. And you should love me, even though I totally ignored you. And, like, like, like no, give, give me something. Even if you don't tell me all the details, just say, okay, I had a traumatic experience. I, I'm just not in the right yeah. place right now. Please give me some yeah, time. Yeah, and the response will probably like, That's fine. yeah, is there a way I can, uh, is there somehow like a way I can like help you, support you? Like, if not, uh, yeah. how, uh, would you like me to like leave you alone? Stuff like that. You know, it's a communication. It, uh, sorry, it's mm-hmm. a conversation that like people really ought to have in this yes. series and yes. many dramas. 
you know how many things can be solved with just <laughs> actual conversation in the show? Yeah. Like just talking, like communicating. And therapy, yes. Having conversation and therapy. Like, as a, a therapy. as a kid, I wouldn't say kid, like as a teenager, I I remember myself having like communication issues too. Um, no thanks or maybe all thanks mm. to um, Thai dramas. <laughs> See, this is where you learn, Digital Tiger. This is where you Probably, learn not to thankfully, communicate. Thankfully, like, I over-communicate now, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it definitely is better than not saying anything at all. And uh, also, as in season one, um, there were no fat people that I could see, that I remember, at least. I, I, there were no fat people in season two either. Yet, like, like we said in season one, for the season one you know, episode of this. Please let us know if you saw any fat characters in Hanayori Dango 2, because I don't remember them. And I watched it very recently, and I can't remember one. And if there was one, it was someone who was not named, because I I, I, I just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any fat people, so. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not saying every drama has to have, like, a bunch of fat people, but... To have no fat people. At least acknowledge that, like, fat people do Yeah, it's like, we're out there, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We're here. We're here in Japan. We're here. And, like, the conversation about, like, you know, um, body image and weight and health Mm -hmm. risk benefits, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. We can have that another time. But for Mm -hmm. now, at least acknowledge that... Hey, you're there. Yeah, that there. like not everyone is like skinny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, nice. this this seems like nice. a good time to wrap up. Yes. Uh, in the last section of our show, we give our overall rating for the drama as a whole based on its content, representation, and also whether we think we uh whether or not we think it's a good drama overall. We rate the shows on a scale of one to five kisses with five being the highest and one the lowest. You also get to choose which character or characters you want to give your kisses to. The rating system is inspired by my favorite podcast, the Bechtelcast Nipple Scale. <laughs> so then, Faith, how many kisses would you give the show and why? And uh, are there any characters in the series that you would like to give your kisses to? So I actually kind of regret giving Hanirei Dango one three kisses <laughs> in our first episode um, because I think it's so much better than Hanirei Dango 2 like just as a show like I think it's a better tighter show it was fun it felt like the exact right length I think I should have given it like 3.5 kisses actually or maybe even four I don't know I mean like there's a lot of problems but like overall it was an enjoyable show and you know, I always like watching it, rewatching it. Every time I rewatch it, I always find it fun. But since I did give it three kisses, I'm going to give Honey Redangle 2 2.75 Very kisses. specific. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yes. So I still like the story and enjoyed it overall, but it just wasn't as good as I remember it being. When I rewatched it, like even just two years ago, I rewatched it and I, I thought it was better than this, but like, I, I don't know, like, like, like when I watched it this time, I was like, oh my God, this totally, like, I just don't remember it dragging this much. Like, it's just was drag. I just remember feeling like, and it's not even that long. It's only like 11 episodes, like, which is really short for like drama. Like, 
you know, maybe not for a Japanese drama, but for like, you know, I'm watching a lot of Korean dramas, you know, lately, and they're at least like 16 to 20 episodes and other, you know, I'm sure other Asian dramas are even longer. You know, there's like, you know, there's like way longer stories. Like when I, like when I watched Meteor Garden, it was like, what, almost 50 episodes. Oh, my Lord. Like quite long, you know, but this one was shorter and don't get me wrong, it didn't drag as much as Meteor Garden. Meteor Garden did drag a lot, but <laughs> but it's still but it still dragged for eleven episodes. It should not drag if it's eleven mm-hmm. episodes, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to get all the stuff in the story. It should be, I should be entertained the entire time. But it was just like I don't know. I think it was mostly due to just the original story because they just like kept putting the story just keeps putting Scushi in very similar but slightly different situations to test her resolve, quote unquote. And it just gets to a point where you're like, okay, we get it already. She's strong. Okay, cool. Like, you know, she's tough. Like, okay, whatever. It's like literally they have to test her every single episode. And sometimes like two or three times an episode. Like it feels like there's always like, okay, well, you gotten through that, Scushi. Now you're gonna get through this. And it's just like, oh God. And then and then they have like, you know, her her and Sukasa breaking up and getting back together, like pretty much every episode, like we mentioned before. They get back, they break up. It's like they start the episode together, they break up by the end. Or they break up, you know, in the end, and then they end up back together by the by the uh, they break up in the beginning and then they end up back together at the end or something. Like it's just all over the place. And so like, you know, they kept doing it so many times. I just like I just wanted to scream. Like I was like, oh my god, please just stop. Either be together or don't be together. Just choose one. <laughs> like, please, just stop. I don't care which one. Just one. Um <laughs> just do it. Just do it. And you know, I am so glad it was only eleven episodes. Because if it was longer than that, I think I would have just like I don't know. I don't know. I think my head would have exploded. Um <laughs> so 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 I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I'll give it two point seven five kisses, and I'm giving all my kisses to the black extras who deserve better <laughs> roles in this show. So I will split it evenly. It won't be like a full kiss for everyone, but I will give it to all of them. You know, I'll give it to the black gang, basketball gang. I'll give it to the random gangsters on the street, the thugs, gangsters, whatever quotes on the street. I'll give it to um the, the, the you know, the chocolate chef, you know, for representing, representing us. Um, And also we'll give it to the, you know, thief who did the 180 turn while he was still in the bag. <laughs> This is for you. This goes out to all of you all. Oh my god! <laughs> but what about you, Watanya? How many kiss- <laughs> how many kisses are you giving it? And uh, who or what? Because <laughs> it seems like there's always a what for you. Are you are you giving them to what? I always. Uh, it's just that I've always given my kisses to like the singers of the theme songs. Ah, okay. I the thought you song. gave it to the. I thought you gave it to the song. So I was no. like, I thought it was a what, like the song. But yeah, you're right. It's the singers, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I don't know. It was. It was hard to watch. It. I. I was not very entertained. Like Hanayori Dango one. I had fun. Um, there were like you know a bunch of tropes and problematic things, but it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. This one was not entertaining. Like, like more often than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'm thinking about giving it like two, maybe two point five kisses. Um, gonna go with, gonna gonna go with two. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's it, yeah. I noticed like, it was it, not as good. <laughs> Yeah, 
like you said, like all the things that you said, except the rewatching part because I did not rewatch it. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> it it just felt like it was it was so dragging. Uh, it was not fun. Communication issues. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, it was a hot mess. Like I mean, and also Scooshy, <laughs> like the character that we had grown to love, was just so pitiful in it. Like she was just always sad and moping around. I get it; she has a lot of bad stuff happening to her. But it's like she's supposed to be the tough character who's like, okay, I got, I can do whatever. And I'm not saying she should have to be that way. But she's just like, oh no, I don't know. I want to be with him, but I don't. But oh, what do I do? And it's just like it's it's just not fun to watch. Like. No, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's my reason. And the people I want to give kisses to, I didn't really, I didn't particularly enjoy um, the theme song. Oh no, I love that in- theme song, <laughs> Utada, Utada Hikaru. <laughs> I I love Utada Hikaru, but I I wasn't feeling that song. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. The the two people that like kind of made it bearable, um, uh, not necessarily the characters, but the people, <laughs> yes. the actress, um, Mao Inoue, yeah, she's great. I'm gonna give her one kiss, and um, because uh, Utara Hikaru, I, I like her, I like them as uh, mm. an artist, a singer, okay. but not I'm gonna song. give them my other kiss, because <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, not not okay. that song. Okay. I I like All their right. other songs. I'll I'll forgive that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, thank you. So then, in our in this next section, we will be saying our recommendations for the show. Pretty much, would we recommend it? Would we not? For me, as I said in our first episode, I would recommend this series to someone who is either new to asian dramas or is like interested in where a lot of the tropes in a lot of these like dramas come from or is studying classic asian dramas for research purposes i think that's yeah i think that's pretty much the people (laughs) i would recommend this to (laughs) what about you what time uh watching it as an adult like or a young adult um <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to recommend it to a friend mm-hmm. who's like watching for fun like even if you are curious as to what happens after Hanayori Dango season 1 like it, it's better to end with that kiss on, like mm, with the sunset that is a really good yeah that is a really good ending actually yeah that was really like, good yeah like the the marriage thing Depending on how you feel about public proposals, proposals, <laughs> yeah. And um, unless you wanna like, uh, you know, watch classic Asian dramas for research purposes, I would recommend like the first season more. Mm-hmm. But like, if they wanted to like research, like more things, or like if they wanted to research sequels, mm-hmm. it would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but other than that, no, it's a it's a bit too dragging, and it's only eleven episodes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, like you, you really got to be dragging to like yeah. make eleven episodes feel long. Like that's so short. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Also, here's a reminder of warnings, uh, content or otherwise, for those of you who do choose to watch. Um, of course, we will not judge you. We watched both of these seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've watched them several times, so yeah, I can't um, judge. But like, just for the record, here's a content warning. Let me see this list. Parental neglect, bullying, manipulation, attempted sexual assault, fake suicide, and actual attempted suicide. Also, Sukasa's behavior might bring up some not-so-pleasant memories in survivors of abusive relationships. And that's the end of our discussion on Hanere Dango 2. Thanks so much for joining us. If you would like to contact us, please email us at kiss.accidental at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Accidental Kiss. You can also follow us on Twitter at kiss underscore accidental and on Instagram at Accidental Kiss. Let us know if you have any other Asian drama series you'd like us to cover on the show. Your suggestion might make it into a future episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be looking at the Korean drama, Her Private Life. Until then, see you! See you! Stuck in Complicated